Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Soul Tribe Podcast. Today, Lorena and I wanted to talk about the subject, timelines. I actually don't know if most of you actually know what that means. And I was thinking about it the other day because I, I, I always say, especially when I'm like doing Patreon episodes, I find myself saying a lot, we're on this timeline because we, we, we dive a little bit deeper in those episodes, but I find myself saying a lot of times, this is the current timeline we're on. Or, and then I thought to myself, I'm assuming everybody knows what that actually means. And especially like I've been messaging back and forth with a lot of people that like listen to the podcast who messaged me and asked me things. Um, and I've said, yeah, it seems like we're on this timeline, but I always assume the person knows what that is. Usually they do. But then I thought to myself, wow, this is a really good subject that we never talked about. Um, so yeah, I agree. And I, and the timelines is something that word comes up a lot during readings, not every reading I do, but it does definitely come up. And it reminds me of my dream with the past, future, and, and present. Remember that? When I imagined the timeline as being vertical and not horizontal. Oh, yes, I remember that. When we finally figured out time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We kind of understood it. Time is such an interesting topic. Like, it's hard to wrap our heads around it, I guess, as like humans. But our soul understands it completely. And it's like we can manipulate time. That's like what I get, right? You know what's really funny that you're saying that? Because I had a mini download, mini like aha moment today. It's funny because the other day, I'm going to say this first. So that people like, I know a lot of people want to get aha moments or want to get downloads. So this, this this is popping into my head to say. I found that I'll never get a good idea from when I'm, this is what the meme said. The person will never get a good like creative idea when they're sitting at a desk being asked to do creative work, right? That their creative or innovative ideas come from places when they're like working out, taking a bath, I don't know, like doing something else that's like more in tuned with you and who you are and what you enjoy, right? That's when those moments come in. Um, so I saw that meme, I thought that's so true. Jobs ask you to sit down and go, okay, creative collaboration, everybody think of great, amazing ideas right now on the spot, <laughs> right? Or like you have a deadline for a project or something. It's like, well, what if I don't get an idea by then? Like, what if that's not how my brain and my creativity works? Yeah. It's, you can't force things. That's flowing yeah. and being in tune with the energy around you. Yeah. So I saw that meme and I thought, oh, that, I never thought of it that way. That's why I, uh, I get downloads and I get information when I'm just doing random things, like totally random mm-hmm. things. Me too. I got a lot of them when I'm cleaning the house, but I think because I go to a place of total, I've learned to, since I hate cleaning the house so much, we've talked about this so many times, (laughs) since I hate cleaning the house so much, I get to a place where I'm just in the moment. I'm just concentrating on the task I'm doing. I'm not thinking too much about it. I'm just doing it. 
sometimes yeah. the thoughts will pop in and out of my brain. I'll have guy on in the background usually, so I'll listen to episodes of something I like. But I'm half listening, really, right? Because it's in the background. And then, boom, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I totally get the, you know, the concept of, of relativ- relativity or something. <laughs> something totally, like, random. Like, like, wow, I know I understand what Einstein was talking about. Like, it's stupid what I'm saying. It's a joke, obviously. But, um, like, I'll get some huge aha. You'll get downloads, yeah. 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 And so today, for me, that download came when I was working out. Now, I talked about this the other day on a Patreon episode where I'm like, dude, what's going on? I work out and I know my workout is four sets of eight minutes, four sets of eight <laughs> minutes, yet somehow it, I take a whole hour and I guess I, chew, I do take sip water and breathe break, but they're not even a minute and they're not that many. And I'm like, it doesn't add up to an hour, yet somehow more than an hour passes by for that workout to finish. And so that's when I thought the concept of what the Kashyyyk were saying about, were saying that like 24 hours isn't actually what we're having, right? So that's something that always stuck in my brain, right? But today when I was working out, I looked at the time and I had, it, I had done it in less than 30 minutes somehow. I said, what? And I, I had to go back in my mind. I was like, wait, I did my arms and I did legs, eight minutes arms, eight minutes, I did eight minute abs and I did eight minute butts, but... I said, those are my four, eight minutes. And I was like, but I did it in way less time this time. And I was like, what? What's going on? And then I was like, oh, whatever. And I was like, ignored it. I'm like, whatever. And so I started putting on my, my weights and stuff. And then I went, whoa, I just had this huge job. I'm like, holy mother, I get it. The only way to surpass the issue of time going too fast because time is no longer 24 hours is you being on that same time, running on that same energy. So today I was having a pretty good day and I was actually, I had positive thoughts. I mean, I'm a little sick, but still I was having a positive, I was having a pretty good day. I was feeling positive about like the rest of the day I was going to do. I wasn't feeling negative about like, oh, I have to work out, which I usually do. Like I was, it was, it was like very positive. It seems like I tapped more into the 4D today. I spent more time in 4D than I spent in that 3D energy because it's a, as well, the 3D and 4G is the way you're thinking in the day. So you're going to vibrate more on 3D or 4D depending on your thought process, your emotions, and those course, things, right? Yeah. So I seem to spend more time in 4D, and that's why I was able to get things done quicker. So I thought, that's the freaking solution. That's what I freaking need. Because <laughs> I feel like I start ticking things off my list with work, and I'm like... How have I only done this? Yeah, exactly. There's You're so in much 3D, more to do. But the Gaia is now mm-hmm. vibrating on 4D. And so that's what, what that's why we're having problems with that. So once you manage to spend more time in 4D, which not easy guys, not saying it is, then you'll be able to accelerate the things that you're doing and you'll do more things in less amount of time. It's like things. So, yeah, I get that. But maybe we can ask the Akashic Records, like, what can we do to be more in that 4D energy? Is there anything? Okay, I already asked that. We can do. Yes. This this job was already done. I was this while I was cleaning up the kitchen before Pink of Aurora. I thought, how did I do this, guys? What am I supposed to do to continue this? This is pretty good. Can I clean the house in 30 minutes, guys? (laughs) 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 Right? Asking the masters. And so they said, they, they broke it down into like simple rules or if you want to call it or tasks. One, the food you eat is the number one way to change your vibration. 
the number one. So this is the one thing you have to change if you're like, I'm done with not having enough time. I'm going to 4D. See you guys later, right? You got to change your... So that is eating foods of high vibration. We've talked about this in other episodes. Like it's vegetables, it's fruit, it's drinking enough liquids, it's detoxing. It's so like keeping it as clean as possible. And sorry for those that eat meat, and I'm, I don't, I'm not asking people to stop eating meat, but eating meat will bring you down to 3D because you're consuming an animal that's vibrating 3D. You're bringing their meat into your system. They're going to vibrate 3D inside of you. You're going to vibrate 3D with them. Whereas plants have another astral component to them where they're able to actually vibrate. They're actually vibrating in 4D. They're not really vibrating in 3D, which is why they're all communicating with each other all the time. Yeah. So that's why vegetables and plants are the best way for you to convert into 4D because you're bringing in Before 4D. you go into your second yeah. point, it's funny you're saying that because I sent you a voice note a little while Which ago. Which I didn't about, listen to, sorry. <laughs> okay, it's okay. So Lucia's a little sick. She's Her throat's messed up. Because um, every time Aurora gets sick, Lucia gets sick. She just picks it up somehow. I don't know how. So I got like this kind of message to tell her her to pay attention to her gut and to really journal for a week what food she's consuming. Because a lot of times we think we're eating healthy or that we feel a certain way after we eat a certain meal or a certain kind of food. And actually it's making us feel like crap. So one thing I said to you that came to me was dairy and wheat to be a little careful with that for your gut. Cause to me, all of this, cause you are a healthy person. You manage stress, you know, like me, like you'll, you'll have moments of stress, but you try to take time for yourself. Um, but I think a lot of times it's for you, it's, I think it's your gut. I think that's where all this originates for you. It, I mean, it, that makes sense because when I was little, the issue, my sickness was actually originally the gut. Your stomach and your gut, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm eating. I guess I'm eating now, dairy. Yeah. I live in Holland. It's impossible not to eat dairy. That's what I said to you. I, I said <laughs> in my message, I was like, I know this might sound a little bit hard because you live in Holland, but yeah, you need to cut out dairy. Like I'm only no, not but I'm, I don't dairy. eat. I don't eat cow. I don't drink. I don't have any cow cheese. No, only but um, goat, goat cheese. Goat I only cheese. consume goat cheese. Yeah, yeah, but you have pizza. No, I, but not right. really, not very much. Like lately we don't know, but okay. if we do, we have that spinach pizza that's really healthy that barely has any cheese on it. Okay. Yeah. Just pay attention. Yogurt. I, would, I would say I do even for anybody yogurt, listening, though. that's dairy. Um, that's actually probably pretty bad for you. Uh, I mean, I started buying this yogurt here that's made out of a nut and it tastes just like a normal yogurt. I don't have it all the time. But I've tried to cut out dairy as much as I can because, you know, I'm having my gut issues, which have been really bad. But I, I'm so aware now when I eat something outside because I try not to, like, for example, I'm eating healthy all week and then I'll have something out of the ordinary. I try not to mix too many crazy things out of my diet together so I can pinpoint what's triggering me. And the funny thing is sometimes I'll eat something um, one week and then the next week I'll eat it. One week it won't affect me, the next week it will. So it's, it's really hit or miss on your body and how you are with your stress. Stress is another thing too. I think that's what's coming for me for like, I don't know if that's your number two, but to me, stress and managing and being present and grounded would be another thing for the connecting to the 4D energy as well. Yeah. So, so it was, it was, uh, what you eat, that's the number one thing to get to 4D. The second one was emotions. 
So I, I'll put stress under that category, uh, definitely. That's an emotion, right? Um, I wouldn't put it in the same category. I'd separate that because emotions to me is healing. But emotions to me is no, but like trauma. Well, I mean, what they're saying, emotions are saying, make sure you're not upset, you're not sad, you're not depressed, you're not anxious. When they're talking about emotion, is checking to see how you're feeling your emotions. Okay, in that sense, yeah. But I think we should talk about different ones within that category maybe well they, i did ask for that specification but um because i understood it as soon as they said it like if you're nervous because something there's an exam coming up or something yeah that's an emotion that's going to take you into 3d and take you out of 4d i think it's it's, it's self-explanatory really <laughs> it is self-explanatory i think with the emotions what i want to say though that's kind of coming through for me is um we're all going to feel emotions we can't avoid emotions we can't you know we're human that's what we're here to experience. These emotions are helping us learn things or helping us make decisions or helping us heal things. And those emotions sometimes specifically to certain people's on people in their contracts, those emotions need to come up at some point so we can deal with them, we can heal them, and then we can let them go. Um, but I think what's coming for me is like rescue remedy, rescue remedy like Bach flowers or California flowers or any kind of flower essences, those can greatly help you with emotions, either stress, trauma, um, you know, uncertainty, lack of, like, lack of self-worth, like, all of that stuff. It can help with the whole spectrum. Um, but I think with the emotions, like, when we're talking about trauma and things from the past, we're, to me, it's not just your childhood or how you grew up. It could be past life stuff that you're dragging into this life that you need to let go and heal, too. Yeah. Yeah, that flowers definitely help. I totally agree with that. Oh my gosh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's insane how it can just help you feel different and it can help energetic because it works in, like, in your energy field. I mean, please, you, get, you gave the formula to release. Aurora and Aurora was able to play on her own without bothering me. I was like, what is this? What, what child is this? This isn't my child. <laughs> yeah. But I just think back to when I was taking the remedies and I would take... Um, I took him for months and months. I think it was almost a year. And every month he would change them. So I was seeing um, an osteopath who did Reiki. He did... You, did, you went to the same yeah. guy, right? Walter. Yeah. So he would do acupuncture. And you put the seeds on your ear. I wanted to find someone that does yeah. that. I remember loving that. Me too. It was so good because it would last longer. Do you remember the, the name of that? Because of the in pressure somebody points. doesn't know what we're talking about. It has a name. I'll look it up in a second while, while you're like, speaking. Supposedly there's a spot in your ear and he puts like a little seed. I don't even know if it's different seeds or not. And he would tape it. And Some people use little metal balls. Some people use seeds. Um, some people use needles. There's like little needles they leave in different pressure points. Like I had one left in my chest on like my solar plexus ones. It doesn't hurt. They're just It's just activating certain pressure points in your body and helping you kind of feel the effect of the session for longer, I think. Um, so he would do all that stuff and then he would, it was kind of like a therapy session. So I'd talk to him and then he would give me certain flowers I needed to take, man. Like I remember feeling more secure in myself, standing up for myself more, getting more clarity in certain things in my life. And I was like, that's when I realized the power of them. And then I stopped taking them because I, I mean, he wasn't around anymore or something. And, um, I couldn't find somebody that actually did that, I guess. It was and awesome. Yeah. He was doing do all those things in one session for you. 
And I remember I would always fall asleep on his, because uh, you do Reiki as well, right? And I would always fall asleep on the yeah. <laughs> snore. <laughs> I love, I, I miss the osteopathy, like the cracking and the aligning. I remember like leaving the session feeling like I was, I don't know, a few feet taller or something. It was so weird. Yeah, like I understand really that. Tall. Yeah, I haven't done yeah. it, but like I, I actually, somehow I know what you're talking about. Well, what I want to say with this really is just like, we can use whatever tools we want with this. Like, however we need to deal with our emotions, we need to deal with them. We can't, we can't bypass them, right? And we've said that before. Like, if you're feeling something because it's coming from trauma, then that means we just need to deal with it, heal it, and let it go so that we can vibrate more on that 4D energy and beyond that timeline that actually makes sense and that allows us to have enough time in our day. Um, but if we're stressed, then there, there are coping mechanisms like... I can do breath work. I can meditate. I can take a step back. I can go for a walk. Like there's no excuses. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's emotion. So we said food to go into 4D, yeah. food, emotions. And they said, this is a hard one, guys, because <laughs> the other two are hard enough. This one's a hard one. Watch what you're thinking. It really is the mental mm-hmm. aspect. What is your thought process concentrating on and what are you thinking and what are you repeating to yourself? Those are the things that they told me. So, oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, wait, can I say something about yeah, go this? Ahead. So, I had an Akashic Records reading. So, I'll tell everybody because obviously I haven't really mentioned this. I think it was like a week or something ago. I was going through, like, yeah, you guys heard me the last episode. I was a little bit uh, all over the place, but I was also going through something, which now everything's better. And, and it goes to show how when you stand in your worth and you really stand up for yourself, when you know your worth, when you know, but you're scared to do it, right? that's when opportunities start coming. That's when things start shifting and changing. That's what happened. But I had to go through that week where I was like, am I doing the right thing? What if nothing comes my way? I'm scared. And you have to keep pushing past that, right? So that's what I did. Um, And then I had a reading, I think it was last Friday. So about a week ago. And that's pretty much the first thing that came through in my reading. It's like, you need to watch what you're thinking and saying because you're bringing that into your reality. So she was talking about co-creating with the universe, which I know all these yeah, things, you know of course, them. you know these yeah. things. But I wasn't, I wasn't being, like I wasn't conscious of it and I wasn't pay, paying attention to what I was thinking and feeling and I was already limiting myself and my opportunities because of these thoughts. I was like, why can't I just, like something she said to me that I think everyone needs to hear, which, you know, sometimes we're like, we know these things, but sometimes it just needs to click. It's like, She's like, you need to find out what you desire, not what you want, not what's great right now. It's like, what do you actually desire? Like, you need to connect with yourself and figure that out because if you're just, oh, I want this, and that's our ego. Like, if we like, I want this, that's our ego, I think right? At like, the end of the day, you can break everything down, and at the end of the day, what we all want is peace, right? Something yeah, like but that. it's like, yeah, I mean, you can break it down to like a, maybe a few words, of course, or like freedom, or happiness or joy or whatever that is but one step further than that is like or taking a step back sorry it's like what do I really want out of my life do I really want to be doing this job I'm doing am I really conforming to it am I um am I really wanting to be for example an Akashic Records reader for other people or a Reiki practitioner but I'm scared because I'm holding myself back it's like what do I really desire if I if I take all that junk out of my brain and all of those limiting beliefs and the ego and I really connect with my heart and I figure out what I'm really really desiring 
And that in turn can bring you that peace. It can bring you that joy. It can bring you that fulfillment and that purpose. But you need to, there, you can't just get there. You need to figure out what's in between too. What's holding you back from that, right? And what do you really desire? It's funny because Sandra and I were talking about co-creating the day. And I said, you know, supposedly everything that happens we bring into our life, the reason for the Bitcoin crash is my fault then. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, we know, we know, we, I mean, I've looked into the Bitcoin crash, everybody's looking into it, but, um, it's a normal process also, but it was just a funny way of thinking of it. Like if everything that comes to me is for a reason, then why is, what's up with Bitcoin, man? (laughs) I mean, I think some things were involved in it. I don't think everything is a direct, yeah, yeah, there's definitely manipulation. Maybe it's not that you made it made that manipulation come true. It's that manipulation had to happen so that you can live through this and understand how everything's working and see past all the but junk. But it also you know went down I mean? for everybody. So I think that we do, I do believe in co-creation, yeah. but I do believe in sometimes other people's co-creation can affect your own co-creation. So I believe that it's not so, so straightforward. So I don't like it when people that talk about manifestation go, you just think about it, make, make your board list. Like, I think that there's other external factors that come into play as well. Of it's course, so yeah. It's so easy. Um, and that's a topic that we've talked a little bit about, like manifestation, but we're still trying to really wrap our... And I I think there's a lot of things that I've, I have manifested in my life, but at the same time, I don't think I have it all figured out. I'm figuring it out as, as it goes, like as time goes, right? Yeah. Okay, so we uh, talked. We said that we said those things. We're literally on the subject of timeline. We went into time before going into timeline. So now you guys understand how you can beat the process of time to gain more time, or no, not gain more time, get more things done in less amount of time. You got to be vibrating 4D. Those elements that they just listed that we spoke about. Those are the elements that you need to concentrate on to help you get into 4D, stay in 4D, because actually you're popping in and out, but to stay in the 4D longer or more, 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 more amount of time so that you can not be so affected by the crunch of time that we have, which is actually Gaia vibrating now differently. And so time is actually shorter than we really... Yeah have on our and that's clock. that's I, I forgot even what we were going to record because we had decided this a few days ago and now thinking I just sent you an article about the Schumann resonance uh it's I sent it to you on telegram but it was it also talks a little bit about so I think we're gonna have to do a whole episode on that channel about that because of what's coming to me now maybe it's because I read that it's um that that also plays a part in it. And that also, because the energy doesn't stay the same all the time. It's fluctuating and there's frequencies. So we need to be able to adapt to those frequencies and either up, down, in the middle, whatever that is. And that's how we stay in flow with time and we're able to stabilize ourselves. So I think something you said, which is like, it's being able to do more in less time. Yeah, you can look at it that way, but it's also... To me, it's just flowing with the time. So if things are accelerated, you're accelerating with it and you're just flowing with it and you're, be, you're able to be synchronized with it, right? Because mm-hmm. I think synchronization is, is the key. You're synchronized with that energy and that time, and that time or timeline Well, so, so that you, you're, you're on par with I'm it. I'm thinking a little bit differently. About, I mean, yes, I agree with that, but I'm also thinking about it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit different of a perspective because... 
I do remember that we did an episode on the Patreon about this where we talked about people popping in and out of 4D, from 3D to 4D. And we talked about how now everyone on Earth is going to pop into 4D at the same time because we're going to be affecting, right, Earth in general. And some people are not ready for 4D. And if there's too many people on 4D at the same time right now, those 3D individuals will not be able to sustain that energy around them so much. That's the Schumann, actually. To, to me, at least, the way they're showing it to me, it's the energy of Gaia, but the energy of the individuals living on Gaia. So I think the fluctuation is because there's more people currently on 4D and Gaia might be vibrating on that 4D as well, those two things together. Um, and then when it goes down, some people popped out of the 4D and maybe less people are in it. So for me, for me at least the way I see it, that's the way. But there might be another interpretation depending on the eye that's looking at it, of course. Yeah, that also sounds correct to me. It's it's interesting. I think I, know, I think it's a specific topic that we're going to need to channel on. Not today, of course, because we're, we're in this right yeah. now. So, okay, so let's get into timelines. Now, we talked about timelines, let's get into timelines. What is a timeline? A timeline, so I'm going to explain, I want to start explaining it by like um, a place where like the soul, when the soul's planning its lifetime and says, well, I'm going to go incarnate, I'm going to be Lucia, and uh, this is going to be my overall uh, purpose mission, and uh, this is going to be my body, and this is going to be my name, and this is where I'm going to be born, and all that stuff, right? The soul will usually look at prob- what the Kashuk record is called probability lines or timelines. So probability or timelines is what's the most common scenario that's going to play out? So it's taking into account the person's personality, the things that they're, they're going to live through experiences, right? Oh, well, it looks like Lucy is going to have the personality of being a little bit tempered. So I think she's going to go down this timeline. But maybe one... So that's the, prob- the, the probability of me going down that timeline. So let's say that we fast forward into that moment and I do go on that timeline. But then I have a moment where I'm like, wait, why, why am I so angry? I, I shouldn't... Yeah, no, I have some sort of awakening, right? Or I just... Something hits me. And my thought process changes, even for a mini second. I'm actually able to jump onto another timeline. I just changed. I just changed my future because I jumped into another timeline, another probability line. And so that's why the future is not written in stone. Everybody has free will and your free will will be used for you to think differently, feel differently, act differently. So all those will determine what timeline you're going to be on. For your this is a personal from timeline for a personal place right what timeline you're going to be on um at the at the same time you have it's like what you're doing and your times you're doing affects the other people's timeline maybe you woke up and you allowed the person next to you to also wake up and then that person's able to pop onto another timeline right so like even what timeline you're on is going to affect the timelines of those around you i don't know if you would Explain that in a different way. Yeah. No, no, that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. And, and and we've said this before. I don't know if... I think you said, yeah, it was a Patreon, right? Where... I'm pretty sure we mentioned it on here. We talked about timelines in that sense, but... Probability lines. Yeah, I think so. The probability... Like, I, I also get probability with the Akashic Records. That being said, it also feels like that might not be the case for other people that channel they might be able to see timelines in a different way right this is how we see it and how the akashic records interpret it through us but i i also think that the people around us and that's the way it feels at least the way i'm channel, channeling it right now 
the people around us can affect that timeline and our timeline. And that's also because we have what they're saying is the contracts. We're, We're completely connected to certain souls in this life and in these in this timeline through a contract and that and our timelines can crisscross and they can they can affect each other which is not a bad thing right because ultimately when we have a contract with somebody they're helping us learn something they're helping us get through something and they might not be on that timeline your whole life they might be on there for a while right but they will affect that and then the decisions we make to me also feel very, you know, the free will that we always talk about that's so important, that also affects the timeline, the probabilities, and the direction we go. Yeah. What The other thing I wanted to explain is Gaia has a timeline, right? Gaia is also yeah. a, a, an energy being. And so Gaia always has a timeline. Now, Gaia's timeline we know affects everybody, everybody on Earth. And so I'm gonna, the best way to give the example is, let's say that we'd never polluted the ocean. Let's say that we had never overfished. Let's say that we have never eaten too many animals. Let's say that we had never done the coil thing and the um, coal, coal, coal thing and the um, you know, oil and all that stuff, right? That's invasive to Gaia. We might actually be on a timeline with Gaia where she's flourishing. And maybe she even helps us not have sickness, right? And she helps yeah. us stay more immune strong and more in line with our, our ourselves. And we might have also, well, I'm saying might, I'm, I'm actually going to confirm this. If all those things would have actually not played out, aka everything I just said would have happened where we didn't have all those things, we would actually be in a place where everyone would already be probably vibrating on 4D. M- most, most people. So why are we all stuck trying to get into 4D so hard. It's so hard for us to get there. It's so hard for us to connect. It's so hard for us to listen to ourselves do it. It's because Gaia is unable to give us more energy because we've sickened her. She's sick, right? So that's the timeline we're on with Earth. So the way we treat her changes her timeline and the way her timeline changes, this affects us. So it's like a cyclic back and forth, right? Yeah, it's, it's, we're all connected in that sense. And I do feel like at least what I can channel right now with regards to Gaia is like this feeling of sadness, but also this feeling of despair of like, I'm just getting like a headache just thinking about it. (laughs) It's like really weird. It's like, we all need to wake up. There is no time. These timelines won't exist if we don't take care of Gaia. If we don't take care of our home, we're going to get to a point where we're all going to become sick. It won't matter if it's COVID or anything. We're going to get sick. We're going to become extinct eventually. The problem I, I see is that we say we, 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 right? It's, it's that it's so hard for us that are down on the bottom ladder of, right, to, to really change those things, those mass, create those massive changes the only way is that we all say we're no longer buying stuff at the supermarket that have plastic. We're no longer going to drive cars that run on this. We're no longer, right? And we're no longer going to do this and this and this and that. Like, it's got to be so many of us that put a foot down because right now there, there, there are all these environmental issues and we're not the ones initiating it, but we're the ones using the services. So 
it's like for me the only and I, I'm being I, it seems like I'm being annoying about this, but it, it reminds me again of Ubuntu, where like we're gonna go into smaller communities, we're gonna take care of each other, we're gonna live in abundance, not survival, but in abundance, but we're gonna respect Gaia. And we're yeah. going to do it from a place where, like, we know we're going to get free free energy from the universe instead of doing, you know, the more invasive form of getting, you know, energy. We're, we're going to do all these things. But again, there are also aspects of the world that we live in that those that are making money off of that process are not going to give, give up that easily. So that's why it has to be a lot of us. It's got to be a big movement. And, and it has to start with us... Small people saying, we're not consuming that anymore or we're not doing this anymore. That's how we make change and that's how we vote. That's how we allow change to happen by the way we consume things or not consume them. That is the most powerful thing that we can do. That is the most powerful thing. But at the same time, also, when when you were talking, Lou, what came through was this idea of like, you were talking about Ubuntu and all that. I think that is um, kind of a given to all of us. We're going to have to eventually go down more of that kind of path or energy, even if it's still connected to everybody, but we're living more in community. And what they're saying to me is not even just living in community, it's helping each other as a community because that is the only way that we can move forward. And as you were talking before, and speaking of Gaia, what they were showing me is, do you think Gaia, like this question that they kind of threw at me is like, do you think Gaia would accept and approve of people dying of hunger right now? Oh, I hate, I hate no. that. She hate is that. so abundant that this is abundant for everyone. And this isn't a problem because I think a lot of people talk a lot about overpopulation. It's not about overpopulation. It's about how we're living and the choices we're making and what we're voting on with our with what we consume and how everything needs to get to us quick and it needs to be now and it needs to be about getting a cheaper price or doing this this way and not that way because that's how everybody's doing it it needs to go it needs to surpass that it needs to it's it's crazy but the food thing is she, like, she wouldn't approve that it yeah. comes from earth it's exactly. grown on earth. How, how is it that we're permitting so many people to be hungry? And I don't have the statistics, but there, I once saw um, the statistics of how much food is thrown out at supermarkets because of the expiration date. They're throwing it out because no one's going to pay for it, and it's preferable to throw it away than to give it away for free because then people are going to start buying it, obviously. Or make people sick, because if it's expired, it could make people sick. But that, that goes to yeah, show the Yeah, but you could give it away one day before it expires or something. Yeah, and that's something I actually looked into here where I live. And it looks like a lot of these supermarkets, they give them to food banks. So I don't know how that works everywhere, but I think that's a beautiful thing. I had her friends does like that, all this, but I don't think every country yeah, does that. But then there's all this legal stuff. What if someone is given this food and they get sick from it? They could do, they could like sue you, right? Because it's all about suing and all that. So there's like paperwork that you need to sign and make sure that people are okay with it and the way that you're giving it to them and how it's handled. But <laughs> I mean, we should all have access to that. We should all be able to eat. I mean, that's But wh- I, I wonder why, like, why... Like, Aurora's going to school here in Holland. I really actually like the school, but... 
I think that before they before they fully sit down and are asked to learn about the history of the world, shouldn't they be taken outside and taught this is a seed? Of course, the parents can teach that, but like, shouldn't the school be wanting to teach the kids that? Some parents are too busy working, they might not have time to do that with their kid, but if we're talking about there's a system that's going to educate our children, shouldn't they be educating our children with the basics? What's the basics? How do I manage my emotions? Figuring out who you are. I'm a spiritual being. I'm a human being, but I'm a spiritual being as well and whatever. Not get into religion, but get into maybe connecting with yourself more because religion, you know, there's so many different religions. Loving yourself. Loving yourself and accepting yourself. Learning to deal with your emotions. Of, Of course, they're getting social skills from school, but then learning to grow food and learning to harvest it and learning the seasons uh, that they're going to grow and what vegetables. And I don't know. It's like, those are the things where maybe there's a, middle, a little project they do where they learn, you know, for like a week of or course. a month, but this would be something where like they'll every year, the whole school will harvest together the kids, something like it, there should be practice so that at some point no one has to be hungry because every kid and their parents already have the tools to do that on their own, no matter where you are in the world. I agree. I agree that this the education system should include more things like that. But I think it's also such a big responsibility. And it's empowering for parents to also take that responsibility on because you're learning through that too. And you don't have it all figured out. And as you teach your child you're also realizing, oh, shoot, I'm not following this thing I'm teaching my child. Like, I need to be more in this energy because I'm talking about it, but I'm not living it. So it's living in that kind of teaching. By the way, Aurora now says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, (laughs) she she never says it once. She says it three times. Thank you, thank you, thank you, mama. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So we do like a night ritual. If, if it's not too late, sometimes now the weather is nice outside. We spend a lot of time outside. Sometimes I'm like, oh no, it's time for you to sleep. <laughs> but um, when like I'm putting her down and I have enough time, I'm reading, we have this angel book and she goes through and she picks the picture she wants and we read about that angel. Um, and we read about like what it brings and what you can ask the angel and how you can ask and whatever. And it's cool because at the end we close the book and then we pray to that angel for the night, for that night. And so we put our hands together and we say, you know, archangel or angel, blah, 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 blah. And then we ask for protection while she sleeps and for her to receive alignment and healing. And I don't know, whatever I feel in the day to ask for her. I'm doing the prayer for her with her. And she's just sitting there going like next to me and putting her hands together. And then when it ends, she already knows when she hears me say, she goes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God. That's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah. But like, those are, yeah, those are really cool things that you can bring in like that. She gets used to that, and then she grows up, and she's, you know, it's nice. She believes in something that can help her and protect her and give maybe give her hope and faith when she's older. And and you're not pushing it on her. I think that's something that I see at least a lot in, in some of the clients that I do readings for. It's There's this whole history of religion and certain belief systems pushed on, on certain individuals by their parents or their family members, and then they feel like there's something wrong with them when they don't go down that avenue. You're not doing that with her. You're showing her different things. She can do whatever she wants with it. She doesn't have to believe in it. She could pick another book to read, of course, right? Like, oh, I don't like this angel book. And you'd be totally fine with that, right? Yeah, she could pick her monkey it's, book or something. But she, uh, 
I, I tell her, do you want to do angel book? And then she, or, she goes to my spiritual books and she puts it back in the same spot and takes it out of the same spot. So she knows exactly where it is. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's giving choices, giving people choices. And that's, you know, the, talking about the timelines, like I was saying before, it's the decisions and choices that we make will have an effect on our timeline and what direction we go and who we meet up with and the how difficult or easy our struggles will be when we learn those lessons because of the choices we've made and what we've done up to that point. So I think what we can do, especially I think as parents is like, or, you know, you can be an aunt, you can be an uncle, you could be a grandpa, grandma. It's giving the younger generation a choice. It's I'm not pushing any ideals or ideas on you. This is the information you decide. You do what you want. And, and, every, and understanding, right, that every choice has a consequence and sometimes it has an advantage and we have to be able to face those and understand that it doesn't matter what we choose as long as we're listening to ourselves and our intuition. Yeah. Another thing I was getting about the timeline, um, so for example, we're talking about free will and how your free will will affect your, your own probability timeline and hence those of others around you. But then we have, like on a mass scale, we talked about Gaia, but then on another mass scale, let's say that something was manipulated. And a really good example is, the, I think it was in 2020, in the beginning of 2020, I think it was, that we, we tried channeling to see what was going on with COVID. And we were getting that it was not natural, that there was man manipulation. And I'm pretty sure we said lab, that it came from the lab. I know that some people think it's leaked, I don't think it's leaked. I think it was on purpose. That's that's what I still get um, since then. But and now we're seeing that coming out, right? So I don't know how much one year and something later we're seeing that come out finally. What is that? That someone's free will or various people's free will was utilized to manipulate this virus. And in my opinion, in my perspective, it wasn't. It, it was leaked. It wasn't. Oops! It was leaked on purpose. So that that t- we then all jumped into that timeline that is now our COVID reality, right? And so that, what that reminds me of, just, um, I'm going to refer to the clauses. So then there's an activation of something we call a clause that's in a contract, which it's something that it activates when somewhat, something external affects your reality, Right. And so a clause is activated and the soul is going to say, okay, well now this came into play. Now I'm going to do this or do that or, or go down this route. And, you know, however the soul decides to react to that new condition coming to the timeline that wasn't totally predicted. It wasn't a probable timeline. Um, and so that clause is initiated and then your timeline ever so you can see that now your timeline and everybody's timeline definitely changed. Um, Anyways, for those that might be a little confused, clauses is something kind of we talked about in our um, soul contract course. Um, it, it gets it gets deeper into that, but um, that's another example of how you, the timeline we're on doesn't just depend on us, doesn't just depend on on Gaia. It also depends on other people's free will, and especially if it's something that's going to affect a lot of people, like for example, a virus, war. Uh, nuclear weapons or whatever. I mean, I think the, the list can go on, but like 
those things that are man-made and they're man-created and man-manipulated, those things will change our probability lines, our timelines, and everybody's. Yeah, 100%. It's, that's such a good example, I think, because that affects everybody pretty much. Maybe some people more than others, but it is global. There's no denying that. And it doesn't have to be that extreme. It could be some, like, for example, a family member making a decision to move away from your hometown, and that affects the whole family. It doesn't have to be so drastic, but it could be something that, like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that goes to show you, if that family member thought, actually, I don't feel like moving, I've decided I'm not going to, and they had a, a moment of change, then once again, they're... Pro- their, I keep calling probability line. Their timeline is going to switch, and that's going to switch the rest of the families as well. Because now that person's still there and didn't leave, and the dynamic is going to be different than if the person wasn't there. Obviously. Yeah, and I think this really goes into because we were talking about contracts, right? This really goes into especially because sometimes someone can make a choice that doesn't affect you as much as someone else, and I think that's where your contract with that person really affects that. The closer the contract and the more tied in you are with that person with the contract, the more it will affect you. And vice versa, you making a specific decision will affect their timeline as well. Yeah, of course. Wait, I, was, I lost, there was something I wanted to talk about that had to do with that. And while you're talking, I got it, and then I lost it again. <laughs> Always happens. Man. <laughs> So I remembered, okay, I remembered what I was, uh, what I was getting. A really good example the catchers are giving me is, you know, when you do, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that have do tarot for themselves or go and get tarot readings. The tarot readings are going to give you a possible prediction of what's going to happen usually the next three months to six months, something like that. Right. I think it depends on the reader. I don't know. Um, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Because, and a lot of times it can happen where you go to the, the, you go to a tarot reading and you hear that person say something about what's coming up or what you're going through or current struggle and it changes your mindset or changes a decision that you're going to make. And now you're realizing that the reader told you that, oh, it doesn't really vibrate with you very much or, you know, this is kind of your path more and, or this is what your soul, you know, this is your mission, even in a reading in general, a catcher's reading, like where... Maybe you're on one path and you come get a reading with Lorena and I and, you know, the Kashuk Records tell you some sort of information that you go, whoa, yeah, what am I doing at this job? I need to go do this one other thing. And what you just did was you just, you just made a conscious decision. You just had some, some sort of aha moment, right? You were fed information that made your brain change. And if you keep going with that, you're jumping timelines, you're no longer going to go down the one that you were on when you began that reading, possibly. If you keep following through with your new thought process, you're going to jump on to the next one. So just like tarot reading, that's not set in stone. It's not guaranteed. You can still change that timeline for yourself. If you feel like you don't want it or it doesn't suit you, you say, you know what? And you change your thought process. You change your feelings. You change your drive. You know, all those things. And... uh you can pop on to the and next one. And that makes one. me th- yeah. 
That makes me think how important, like one of the, the fourth point or the third point you said before with time was our thoughts, right? And what we're thinking. So that goes to show how important that is, not only with time, but with our timeline and manifesting. Our thoughts can predict and can, can help us choose and move in a specific direction or away from something. And we might call it in or we might not call it in because of that. And that, that makes total sense now. That just kind of clicked for me. Yeah. Yeah. That will affect that will affect you popping in and out of 4D and also affect whatever success you have with whatever projects you're concentrating on and how you're thinking about them and what priority you're giving them or what priority you're giving to what. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's how you spend your time, right? It's how you spend your time right now will predict the timeline moving forward also. How much effort time you're putting into something yep yeah has an impact a big impact well i think that was a good yeah because sometimes like i'll i'll get something from the akashic records and they'll be like well this is what the timeline you're on now and then sometimes i'll realize when when earth in general like switches timelines like oh this just happened in the world oh i think we just i think we just flip i think we just jumped timelines like i actually can tell or feel or perceive yeah. it when it happens on, on Earth in general. Not on me personally. I, I can't tell when I jump timelines, but I can tell when I when the mass does. Yeah, that that uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I do feel that too. So I, I'll feel it. I don't really just know it. I won't really download it. But yeah, this is a good topic. I think this is going to help a lot of us understand because I think this timeline. This is what I'm kind of getting right now is going to be really important for us to understand moving forward because of everything that's going to happen. Um, and obviously we haven't talked a lot about the things that we've been getting on here, but um, more so on our Patreon because there's some really heavy stuff. But moving forward, we're going to understand that a little bit more. So yeah, this episode's coming forward for a reason, and we truly believe that. So I just want to give one kind of mention and shout out before we go and this will probably be more familiar to anybody that's on our patreon because after our last live zoom call which was i think back in april or march um we like the idea with these live calls and being on patreon is also to help each other right and we don't it's not just about us and what we're doing and what we're channeling we also want to all connect and help each other so one of our very good friends um, and also, um, yeah, longtime follower, and he's also done our, our Akashic Records course and channels, channels information. He's um, put together a workshop. Uh, we, it's on the weekend. Uh, so I think it's Saturday, June 26th and Sunday, June 27th. So it's a medium, uh, evidential mediumship workshop. So the idea here is that it's going to help people connect with mediumship. And you might not have any experience with it. You might have a little bit of practical experience with mediumship, but it's supposed to really kind of help and bring forward um, helping people with different levels of strength and develop to develop their mediumship abilities. So Roberto, I forgot to mention his name, Roberto Martucci. Um, he's, um, he's amazing and he's 
finally going down his path of, uh, you know, putting this workshop together because we've been waiting for a little bit and he's finally got it all fine tuned and it's amazing. And we're really looking forward to it. Lucy and I will be participating as well. Um, so it'll be a, an online workshop where the idea here is it's going to be a full on uh, two day workshop where everybody's going to be able to discover and develop their own abilities with um, evidential mediumship. And he'll walk us through all of that and help us with all that. I'm actually going to do um, probably a little post on, I'm not sure where to put this information. Maybe we'll put it on our website or I'm not sure, but he sent through you know, his information. He's also sent through a list of everything that we're going to learn in that workshop. So I'm going to have to maybe do a little blog post about it on my website and maybe I can link it to that and share it with everybody because I think it's so amazing what he's offering. And um, if this is something that you've thought about, and for me, mediumship is something I have been thinking about. For example, it's something that I haven't really looked for anybody to help me with it because I think there's also a little bit of a block in my head of like, am, is that even possible for me? But I felt more called to it in the last few months. And I think Roberto's a great person that we can all kind of lean and on to help really us cool. through that. He's, he's been doing, he yeah, studied he's, and then he's, oh, he's been doing gosh. the group. I don't know. If, I wouldn't call it workshop. He's been in the group where he gets together with a group and they kind of practice and do circles. Yeah. Just, so he'll be doing that long term. He's going to put together like a community and I think like weekly workshops that after this um, weekend that you could you could sign up for and you could do. So he's actually offering this at a really discounted rate, 50% off. So he's offering this to all of our Soul Tribe podcast listeners, Patreon members, and anybody associated with the podcast. Um, at $111 for the, the weekend. So it's a Saturday and a Sunday session. And I'm not exactly sure the amount of hours each day, so I'll have more information for you guys really soon and we'll chat about it. But I think he says here, I think it's like two hours. Yeah, it was two and three each, each day, I think it was. I'm pretty sure, yeah. But we'll, we'll confirm that with, uh, with all the info I put up on the website. So if this is something that's really calling out to you and it's something that you're curious about, feel free to reach out and we can put you in touch with him um, or just sign up. So I'll have that sign up information soon. I'll put his contact details on the show notes. You can reach out to him and ask him any questions as well. And we're looking forward to um, to doing that, to to connecting with, with you guys if you do join and, and we can all kind of channel and I'm interested receive information. Be very different from what we've been doing for years, which is Catch a Record. So it's almost like a new ball game for us as well. Yeah. Um, I think, I think he's a great person to do this. I really trust him and I feel like he's, he's come a long way also in his journey and the way he's been uh, channeling and receiving. And he's, he's got a lot of abilities that I think he's, he doesn't realize. Yeah fully yet and it's pretty crazy so I think I I feel called in that direction at least to try this and to give it a chance so so yeah if this is something that you've been thinking about and want to join you know you can reach out to us or we'll put his contact details and then um, you can get all the info you need so so yeah not much else I don't think there's anything else we need to mention um Yeah, I think we've already said enough. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll see you guys next week with a new episode. 
and we'll keep you guys updated with anything on social media so make sure you're following us there and we'll we'll see you next week guys bye guys love you guys thank you thank you thank you bye